If someone asks, well, the Quran also says in Surah Al-Baqarah, whoever believes in Allah and the last day, then no fear shall be had for them. All right, well, if that's the case, then then you're saying that they don't have to believe in prophets? Any prophet? So if I say that I believe in Allah, but I don't believe in any prophets, and I believe in Yawm Al-Qiyamah, this is an acceptable iman? No. The, the phrase, comes a number of times. And the phrase itself only indicates, it indicates that the... There are the, the five pillars of Iman, Al-Iman Billah, Wa Malaikatihi, Wa Kutubihi, Wa Rusulihi, Wa Al-Yawm Al-Akhir. These are five. All right? The phrase Iman, in a, the belief in Allah and the last day, is a summary of the five. It's belief in Allah and the last day and everything in between them. And this is not only scripturally evident, but rationally evident. Because well, how do you know anything about Allah and the last day if it wasn't for a messenger? Right? The only way we know anything that there is a creator named Allah, we, know, we can know from intellect there's a creator. We don't know anything about the afterlife. We don't know anything about Allah's name. Okay? So the only way that we could actually come to believe in these, in these two things is from a prophet. And what do prophets bring? Books. And who brings their book? The angels. So this is, this is why these, th- these five are one. And they can never be separated. And Allah Ta'ala warns on separating belief in Prophets and Anbiya, okay? Allah tells us in Surah An-Nisa, whoever disbelieves, okay, in Allah and His angels and His holy book and His messenger, books and messengers, and the last day, He lists these five things. He's gone far, far astray, all right? So rejecting one of them. Okay. And uh, the, the surah continues and tells us the same thing. Verily those who believe, who uh, reject Allah and His Messenger. And messengers. وَرُسُلِهِ And wish to separate between Allah and His Messenger. Meaning, I'll believe in some messengers and reject others. And they say, I believe in some okay, and reject some. So it makes it very clear. I believe in these prophets, but these prophets, I don't think are prophets. Okay. And they want to take this as a path of religion, a way of practice. Okay. Okay. These are uh, uh, the true disbelievers. All right. So Allah doesn't, uh, it makes it very clear in this ayah that belief in MBA has to be all of them. It's not sufficient to say, well, yeah, I, 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 res- I recognize uh, all the prophets, but I choose to, prophet, to follow Prophet Samuel or to Prophet so-and-so. No, you don't have that option. Okay? You're following the latest prophet that's given, uh, and that's the belief we have in Islam. Okay? So that's basically the idea. All right, basic summary of the relationship between Ahlul Kitab and Kufr, and that it is a form of Kufr. Right, to reject the Prophet And firstly, the Yahud are rejecting Sayyidina Isa as well and the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, and committing a serious buhtan on Sayyidina Maryam. So that's, there are many uh, uh, problems there. And as for the Nasara, okay, uh, yeah, okay, they may be friendly, that's great, but let's take a look at the doctrine. The doctrine is in rejection of the Prophet, peace be upon him, so this is not Iman at this point. It's not Iman. All right, it's Kufr. So this is just to clarify. Now, you might say to yourself, well, listen, we're in a land 
that is filled with uh, Jews and Christians? Well, obviously. When we're obviously not uh, picking a fight. And who would want to? What kind of sane person would go to a people who have a religion and go pointing, oh, you're a kafir, you're a kafir, you're a kafir. Well, no one would do that, right? But when you have some people in the community and some people claiming even scholarship, obfuscating this matter, making it unclear, and also advocating for something that's not true, saying Ahlul uh, Kitab are not kafir, right? That they're a different form of believer that Allah will accept. Well, if that's the case, then why go through the rigors of Islam? Because Christianity seems to be a lot easier religion to follow. Okay, we could just form your own Protestant version and open your own, uh, uh, have your own interpretation of the Bible and do what you want. Okay, basically is what you see many people doing, living a life that is almost indistinguishable, right, from your regular secular liberal who has no religion. Okay, physically, legally speaking, there are no dietary laws, zero laws on sexual interaction. I don't know if there are many. Right. I mean, you can find uh, uh, churches today where they're almost basically none. Right. They're completely modernized in every way, shape and form or secularized and liberalized in every way, shape and form. So uh, that idea that some Muslims have brought forth uh, have forced the hand of uh, of teachers today to say, wait a second. No, this is not the case, because you're basically when you when you do this, you're opening a back door. For any logical person to say, well, oh, if all these religions are accepted in the sight of Allah as well, then that's actually easier than Islam. Why don't I just do that? That's a nat natural logical conclusion, right? Why don't I just be that since Allah accepts it, okay? So we have to shut that, uh, uh, that back door. And that's basically the first point that Surah Al-Bayanah makes very clear, right? By calling Al-Kitab Al-Mushrikeen Al-Ladina Kafaru, right? And they will not be, uh, they were not in dispute and, and disputation until revelation came. Now that brings us a point that people, let's just see what uh, the translation is here. Those who disbelieve from the people of the book and the idolaters were not about to change their ways until they were sent evidence, a messenger of, from God reading out pages, right? Blessed with purity containing true scriptures. Okay. Yet those who were given the scripture became divided only after they were sent such clear evidence. All right, though they are uh, ordered to do, though all they are ordered to do is worship God alone, sincerely devoting their religion to Him as people of true faith, keep up the prayer and, and pay the prescribed alms, for that is a true religion. Now, I mean, people say, "Oh my gosh, it's offensive." What is offensive? Every idea, set of ideas, has its own parameters. If we can't accept that, then we won't have, we won't know how to interact anywhere. Every set of ideas has its own parameters, okay? I mean, you can't tell me someone who uh, is a Wall Street broker and owns two homes and yet wants to claim that he's a communist, all right? And owns a home in the Greenwich Village and another one in Hawaii, uh, 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 Greenwich, Connecticut, and another one in Hawaii, all right? And he's a, uh, a uh, you know, one of these Wall Street mavens. And then tell me I'm a communist, right? Well, this doesn't make any sense. So likewise, religions have certain principles. And have we reached the point now that we're going to deny that? I mean, we have principles. The principles basically, you got to believe in the prophet. That's the first principle, okay? And, not believe, and receiving his message and not believing in him 
puts you out, you've chosen to be outside the camp of Islam. So for any Muslim scholars to come and say anything the opposite, well, then you're not a scholar. You're something else is going on. All right. So I think it's, it's quite obvious to any Muslim with any sense of common sense, really, that these are the principles of Islam and they have to be observed.